This week on the Koshcast, Koscielny's injured jaw and Alexis scores, of course. Higuain debuts to applause and Spurs have cause for pause as Nkudu gives Poch buyers remorse. Elsewhere, if you didn't already think that Man City had lost their soul, they've now sold their rabbi. At Monaco, Henri's sacked and Jardim's back and I haven't yet mentioned Serie A, have I? Mandis ensued there, we've got it all covered here, so plug in your headphones and let the world disappear. Hello and welcome to the Koshcast on underthekoshblog.com and at under underscore the Kosh on Twitter. My name is Alex, Rache is here. Hello. Bernie is here. Hello. And Mahanad is here too. Hello. You have all battled through snow. Yes. To be here. Stupidly. So thank you. Rache regrets it already. Oh, Rache is mad that he had to get to walk <laughs> through that snow and wind. To be fair, it was horrible. Like, I live two, three blocks away. Yeah. It took 45 minutes. Well, we shouldn't have driven. Yeah. Oh, even wa- walking is worse. Yeah. Let me tell you, I walked down the street to get to the subway, and the whole time it was like a blizzard was in my face directly. Yeah, yeah. no, the wind is, it's like that horizontal wind where yeah. it just hits you in the face. Absolutely. I was, I was in the meeting wondering, why haven't they canceled this meeting already? Why am I still here? Yeah, it's, it's They quite were determined, bad. so whatever. Whatever. I, you know, we're, we're Canadians. We're supposed to be hardy. We're supposed to be able to, to deal with this only. weather. Uh, <laughs> we're Canadians so we can get out of here. <laughs> Alex is try- saying we should be hardy. I think you would be the least hardy of us. Oh, I'm not complaining about oh, this. Okay. It's fine. All right. Yeah. Alex. Really, Alex? Yeah. Mate, look, we all got here 2006, 2007-ish. Is the worst it used to be way worse than this, man. True. This is nothing. Also, once it's anywhere over 20, 20 degrees Celsius, Alex melts. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I'll take this in over 40 degrees. That's true. All right, football. Uh, what happened? Arsenal lost to Manchester United. That oh, was, yeah. Did that happen? In the yeah. FA Cup. I in the FA Cup, so it doesn't count, but yeah. still. Oh, okay. Yeah. The, the trophy that Wenger was winning... And putting all his time into yes. the only trophies that Arsenal really won in the last how many years? Uh, fifteen thousand. Oh, fifteen thousand. <laughs> yes, we'll take that. Fifteen thousand. Yeah. Um, Solskjaer's eighth win in a row. This one and the Tottenham game being really the standout results. Um, this one was um, exactly what if someone had asked me to predict the game, it would be well. Arsenal would keep possession. United would score more goals and win the game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like exactly what went through. And then you have you know the luxury of bringing on a Marshall and a Rashford. 10 minutes from the end when everyone's dead tired. Like, that's ridiculous. This reminded me very much of the kind of latter era Wenger, Alex Ferguson, Arsenal United games. Arsenal have a lot of the ball, United let them have it, hit them on the counter-attack, easy. Yeah, um, except that Arsenal weren't very creative in the first half on the ball. I mean, I think that they had some possession, but as soon as United had the ball, they just looked sharp. They came straight to attack Lukaku. Out of nowhere, literally came out of hibernation. He unwrapped the mummified mummy costume off him, and he had two assists. Well, yeah. I mean, if, if Lukaku came out of nowhere, Alexis Sanchez came back from the dead. Yes. Speaking of mummies, like he obviously, I mean, this is the Arsenal thing, though. Like, if there is a headline to be written, we <laughs> we'll will provide you it. Help us write it. Yes, yes, we will provide it. And this one was obviously that Sanchez was going to come back and score and all the piano jokes and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, which he did. From a Lukaku, you know, you think it was Reverse what no Mikel made. Pass. That, yeah. was, that was unreal. It was and you know what? This only, obviously it helps Solskjaer or whatever, but it only makes Martinez look really, really smart. Because Martinez is the guy that actually deployed Lukaku on the right for Everton and for Belgium yeah. whenever he wants to. Right. Well, he's playing a team that has possession. He used it in that way. And Solskjaer said he watched the videos and thought, this is going to make sense. He did it. And it's like... 
Maybe Martinez is not the fraud that many of us think he is. I, I, I don't think it's mutually exclusive. Like, Martinez can have one good idea and still be a fraud. <laughs> the, the idea being that Lukaku, if he's playing on the right, gets the ball at his feet t- facing towards goal and a lot And runs more. at you. Yes. Which is, you know, once he builds up that pace and that momentum, he's hard he's to stop. Like, like, like Emil Heskey back in the he's day. Yeah. He's got a very decisive <laughs> cross on him. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like it's, it's actually really well... Hit, like the, when the, the ball's hit, it's the technique. Hit. Yeah, when it hits, it stays <laughs> hit. Um, he proves like Newton's theory of physics. But the thing with, again, injuries with Arsenal, it just can't be luck at this point. Like, how much can our players get injured? Like, we got back Bellerin after so long out, Cassiani after so long out, Socrates was injured, then came back. And then we lost all three again within a week to long-term injury. This is not like a little sprain and he's going to be back next week. This is, you know, Socrates and Kaselny for a month or two each. Bellerin all season. It's ridiculous how often our players get injured. Well, Socrates was, what, he, he came down, nothing really he happened. Landed he landed awkwardly. badly yeah. or something. We all saw Koscielny, that was a freak accident, whatever. Koscielny but, is Harvey Dent now. Yes, he, <laughs> he, looked, he looked like he had imprints on, the, on, on his face. But this is going back to the same, let me say same old, sure, people making the Wenger jokes, whatever, but a lot of the time around winter with Wenger, there were injuries galore for Arsenal, and you're getting that again. I'm not sure why, what, if, if it, is I, it the players, is it the stuff, what is it? I, I want to compliment that point. That's a good point you bring up because it is no... Uh, secret that Arsenal do pick up injuries as the season goes on. But if you've looked at teams over the past couple of eras, like you know the Guardiola-Barcelona team, they never changed their lineup, and they never really had any injuries. So I think that there's something going on with the training methods behind the scenes. Cheating. <laughs> Drugs. Well, <laughs> that's, that's rather direct. But I do think there's something, like you know maybe the gym, the physios, the routines that they have, maybe there's some sports science that could to be, be fair, applied. It also feels that other teams' players do come back so quickly. When it's like, you know, De Bruyne or whoever, this or that, you always go, oh, they're going to be out forever. And then you know they're going to be back, like, Mm -hmm. much sooner. Anyways, point is, we saw Arsenal's starting back four against Chelsea, played fantastic. One of the main reasons we had such a good performance and won that game. This game, you know, when you have Shaka ending the game at centre-back, you have Mustafi coming on, who's a complete donkey next to him. And then you have Maitland-Naz at right back. It's difficult to, you know, why do you expect to be one of the better teams in the league Mate, with that defense. Xhaka and Mustafi at centre-back, you can't expect to beat us. <laughs> like, we'd give them a game. Yeah, yeah, but you have to put it in its proper context because I think the first two goals were scored with your full complement. No, no, no. Socrates was already off. Well, Socrates yeah. off? Yeah. Well, in, in, the, in the first goal, I think it was first goal, Koscielny was a donkey. He absolutely didn't know what was going on around him. You can't... Like, Koscielny's supposed to be a leader, and I think he's still your best defender, which is saying something. But he was completely out to sea. Obviously, Maitland-Niles, I give him that. He played him on side, whatever. He's just not his position. I understand that. But the simple, the guys who should know better, right. do not play as if they know better. To be better. fair, and that that's Lukaku pass tricked me watching the game, like, on TV. <laughs> like, it was that good. I was waiting for a curler or a hard shot or something, and it literally tricked all audiences. Like, it was that good. But even even the second one, Luka, I mean, Lingard is r- running in. You know that's going to happen. Right. Everyone knew that he was going to pass it to Lingard, who just took a step back. And Koscielny tried to play Lukaku on side, mistimed it, then had to track back. To be fair, also, Lingard's first touch was as good as it's ever going to get. And, and the quickness with which he then finished. Well, that's what I mean, because the first yeah. touch just... His... I watched it a few times, and his... Right foot finish 
was almost applied before his left foot even came back down. Yes. Like, like it was that yeah. quick. It was actually one of the you know you might not you know stop and and and, and admire it as much, but it deserves a lot of credit because it, it yeah. is a brilliant finish. It was a perfectly timed finish on the volley just before it bounced. Um, one quick thing I want to point out is now that I like I rethink the player positions for those two goals. I think there's a lot of space between the Arsenal midfield and their defense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Why, because why is Lukaku picking up that ball in that space with with so much time? There has to be a player in there. Both goals, the second and the third, Arsenal again, and this happens so many times this season, need to commit a smart foul in the build-up. Luke Shaw for the second goal mm-hmm. ran the whole field. Yep. Yep. Pogba, for, Pogba for the third goal ran, ran the whole, whole field. And you're right, Roche. It just felt like Pogba was running through a, yeah. his, his own backyard. There was that nobody. Five times in it this was, game. It was ridiculous. And 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 you're right. That Shaka is not defensive minded. He's way too high up. Torreira did not have the best game. And when that happens, you know you see that open space that people just run into, and you are going to concede. You, you were talking about Torreira not having a good game. Torreira has been sensational since he came. This was the worst game I've ever seen him play. He got nowhere near anyone. Anyone that last, like you're saying, the, the, the foul he should have committed, the Pogba ran through, you have to take him down. He did yeah. not get close to him. And if you look at the, the Lingard goal, like Luke Shaw should not have no business getting there. And even <coughs> no one knew that United were going to do the same tactic they did in terms of uh, Lingard playing up front again. Maybe you thought Luke Hobbs was going to play up front, mm-hmm. but Torreira has to be the guy that drops to pressure Lingard so he doesn't score and then moonwalk all over you on the pitch and turn Emerson into a dance floor. Well, it's, it's ridiculous. Well, it's impressive Ars- doing that in studs, to be fair. Moonwalk was yeah. sensational. <laughs> but that's how smooth the Emirates is. Yeah. And then our, now your groundsman's our 13-year <laughs> groundsman has left. No, but on that Luke Shaw run, he, he was completely out of position. I don't and think breath. that... I don't think that, that Luke Shaw has trained himself to like be a central midfielder making that kind of pass. And so I think that something was going on with the Arsenal team. Well, it was... Um, and they play the offside trap. It was a giveaway from Lacazette in midfield. He tried to kind of play... I think it was either that one or the Pogba one where he tried to play a 1-2 with Ozil in midfield. And Ozil then, wasn't there. I, no. Well, the pass was quite bad. And then that's it. Pogba just... Bolted the other way, and when you're running at Shaka and Mustafi, oh my, oh, it's the, hilarious. The, the third one is yeah, it's hilarious oh, to watch Mustafi oh. and and Shaka try and decide what should I do here. And then Czech doesn't really cover himself in glory either. It was a bad shot. He could have either held it or palm it around the post, maybe down towards the throwing, anywhere but like else. anywhere but what you did. <laughs> I mean, that's why he's retiring. Yes, because yeah. he's not good enough. And, and as much props as I gave Lingard earlier. I'm not saying Czech should have saved it. I'm just saying in the replay, I wish he would still concede, but I wish he would come down faster. Yes. Like almost be closer to it, but like fine, concede. I, I think he would have saved it if he would. Not, I mean, it was a good finish. Whatever. If he I was think a he better was younger, keeper, it's I possible. I think if he feels younger, yeah. he would have yeah. saved yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's fair. Do you guys want the most pointless stat yeah. Yeah. ever? Sure. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang has scored on all seven days in the week for Arsenal. The first player to ever do that. Thanks to the Europa League. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Is he being wasted? I mean, sure, he's no. scoring goals. But what, he, what's he, his he, alternative? Well, I'm saying, I, 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 the question is this. Yes, he, he scored a goal. But after that, he did nothing. That's, that's what they, he does. That's what he does. Is, yeah. is this what Aubameyang is? Just yeah. get a goal and do nothing? Because Lacazette does the... But Lacazette needs to be there because Aubameyang cannot hold a play. Mm-hmm. He cannot link up play. Aubameyang... And he's quite bad when he plays down the yeah, line. Honestly, you want him on the ball as little as possible yes. until the finish. Well, I would, I would think, right, when you have a team like you guys where in this game in particular, creating things is not, was not, especially when Ole's not playing, creating things is not your thing. And yes, you beat Chelsea, but generally, you've had a hard time creating yeah, goals. Yeah, for sure. Lacazette is a better link-up player. Yeah. He's a better passer. I think he's more creative. Why not have... 
Aubameyang up front and Lacazette slightly behind to create for Aubameyang. Because we, we did nothing with the ball whatsoever. Arsenal have done that in a, quite a few games this season. And it has to have worked out better than this. Mm, not really. It, Arsenal like, has good games when the players click and just have a good game themselves. Yeah. It's not really a, a club level or a tactic level kind of performance. It's all like, oh, these guys played really well today, so we ended up winning the game. It's not really something that you can say as a whole team, as a collective unit, perform. Also, honestly, Emery has tried every formation yeah, possible. He's tried everything, and frankly, it's slightly maddening. It's like, you should know what you want to do by now and, and do it. But he's tried every formation. Now, now here's a question for Arsenal fans. Is it is it still Us apparent... Or? Well, you guys representing the Arsenal body of fans <laughs> over here. Um, is it still apparent that Arsenal have a commitment to just sexy football as opposed to winning games ugly? That, that, so that's a myth. That hasn't been a thing. Yeah, for, that, yeah, that's the problem. Like back whenever, 2006, 2007, 2008 even, we at least could say we played the best football in the league and yeah, we have our faults, blah, blah, blah. Even 2013, 2014. Sure. But that has not been the case for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have your moments, your highlight reels, your Norwich goals, whatever. But like, it's not across the season anymore. Ars- like Under Arsene Wenger, the last two or three years, it's been no results. And it was hard even getting ourselves to watch the football. Was, the football was mm-hmm. terrible. The football was mm-hmm. terrible. So we have mm-hmm. neither right now. And it's one of those cases where Emery, we're hoping, just needs a transfer season or two to actually get the players that he wants in. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I'm not seeing any improvement defensively, and that's the worry. The, the thing part. is, I remember Alice asked the question a couple weeks ago about is Emery out of form or something on those lines, and I thought this particular game is a total encapsulation of that because oh, Solskjaer studied Arsenal and knew what he was going to do. Sure. The Lukaku thing on the right was not an accident, but I looked at this and I thought there was no game plan from Arsenal, we, none whatsoever. Okay. The problem and is, I thought that's that's the manager's fault. So. Sorry, go. No, I was going to say last week we said the same thing, and I, I, I want to point to the same thing. He's a new manager in a new league at a new club who ends up almost playing every game with three out of the back four, not starters. Like, no matter how good you are, you know, if, if, if Pep had to play with, I don't know, Danilo and Delph and, I don't know, Otamendi and one of like, it's, you're still going to see a dip. There's no two ways about it. So it's almost like, if I, I, I know I'm trying to not give him excuses, but you have to take that into account when you have... You, first of all, Arsenal, as a, with your starting four, mm-hmm. are already bad enough defensively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have three of them not even starting. It's just going to happen. Well, I mean, but I, I guess what I'm, what I'm getting at is I agree with that with that point. But yes, if you take those guys out of City, City still have their pattern of play and everyone understands style, that. Yeah. You cannot mitigate... We can't make excuses for the way Torreira played. You just well, well Pep, Pep didn't get it right until a year later. It's only no, been no. like... You know, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Emery fan. I'm just saying... I mean, Solskjaer just showed up, right. and he's gotten things right. But we always Emery's been here. He needs to be able to analyze United and analyze the game and understand how to play this game against this team that's won eight in a row. It's not as if the evidence has not been out there. He has right. to be able to do that, and he has to be able to get his players to stand up and play because Lucas Torreira, who is the passionate energy guy, showed none. I, Absolutely none. But I don't, I don't think you can necessarily put that down to Emery. Like... It, Players that come into the Premier League in their first season often have a dip. Some, you know, take six to nine months to even start playing well. He came in and was on fire, and I'm not surprised now that we're seeing Relative. a bit of a dip when we're playing every three days, and he's the only one that you know actually tackles and runs around in midfield. But 
Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of in between on, on Emery's job performance so far. It is his first season. It's a shambles of a squad in the first place. Then you add injuries. When you look at Klopp, when you look at you know Pochettino's first season with Spurs, when Even you look Pep- at Guardiola's first season with the City, there were each of them had massive transition periods. Klopp finished what eighth in his first season. So it's, to be fair, it's that was also early. a horrendous squad. It was also a horrendous <laughs> squad. Um, but it, it's too early. There, there are there are definitely questions we can ask about Emery. But for now, I think he still gets benefits. Sure, so it'll be Chelsea two 0 though. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. You have those moments. Good. You're four-two against your Tottenham. Your to be fair, we did talk last week about how Arsenal's performance against big teams has definitely improved yes. from early. Yes. So let's United. United are now going to play Chelsea in the next round, mm-hmm. which yeah. seems like a ridiculous fourth and fifth round, Fraud, uh, whatever it was. <laughs> that round. is such a fix. that is such. It's too much. At Stamford Bridge. Well, the, the funny yeah. thing about this is that all the big teams are out now, apart from Manchester United, Chelsea, and City. The rest of the draw is honestly right. The magic of the cup, mate. Well, yeah. Liverpool. Nope. Oh, Wolves. Yeah, Wolves. Wolves are like the biggest. Yeah, Yeah, and Spurs lost to Palace. Palace. So, like, honestly, Wolves are like the fourth biggest club in this competition. Wolves are giant killers, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, their record against the big teams is quite good. I mean, how how does Chelsea? A United get drawn. I don't know. That's that's, that's and United Arsenal the week. Like it's yeah, a bit like, weird, but it's yeah. possible. But it's very. They unlikely. need something to bring people in TV wise, <laughs> and this is what they're doing. So let's let's move on to Chelsea then. Um, Chelsea beat Sheffield United three 0 um, This was Iguain started. Yes. Yes. The new signing Iguain was on the field, and he looked a lot more sharper than uh, Morata. Morata just kind of looks like he's waiting for someone to serve him a meal. I will say. <laughs> Well, As opposed to Higuain? Yeah. Higuain's uh, out there getting his meal. <laughs> I would say Higuain <laughs> looked sharper than I thought he would look. Sure. Let's put it yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. I thought he looked sharper. And it's obviously that first player, first sorry, game for a new club syndrome. He runs around. Like an Adebayor, right? Like, you're running around. It's your first club. You always want to look good in the first game. But he did play well. Um, his Lincoln play was good. He didn't want to take the penalty. Yes, he didn't know. Which was interesting. Mm. I mm. thought, maybe your first game, you get a bit of confidence. <laughs> but maybe he thought, I don't want to mess this up my first game. <laughs> That's viable. I mean, all soccer players are extremely superstitious. So, well, Not awesome. only that, but like players are probably very cognizant that in, in today's world, like reaction is immediate. Like, he goes and misses that penalty. And we got over. four days of Higuain's a waste of money yeah. <laughs> trending. Like... Um, but is this the game where Alonso came back and left back? Because Emerson yeah. played recently when in the Alonso league. Alonso was back, yeah. Because Emerson, whatever game that was last game, looked very, very, very good. And again, I'm, you know, I don't follow Chelsea as closely as let's say Arsenal. But just looking at the reactions on Twitter, Chelsea fans have been starting to get a bit tired of Alonso mm-hmm. recently. Apparently, he's not <clears> performing <throat> to the level that they would like, or level that they've at least come to expect from him. And it looks like, you know, there's a lot of shots for Emerson to be given a trick. Because I remember when they bought him, he was a very so, promising player. So the sentence that's very important in what you said was looking at the reactions on Twitter. And I say that because Emerson has had a few games where he's played and he's looked like utter dog shit. To be fair. So, and I mean horrendously like shit. So you obviously no. have to keep going Alonso with Alonso until he is unre- like irredeemable. Well, Alonso looked horrendous against Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you, I mean... Like we said, Torello Horrendous against United. You right. have to take it in a total context. Yeah, also, Alonso has like three years of being the Premier League's best left back and top scoring right. defender. Well, and like, after br- we, after we said he was, he was shit and their third uh, choice option. We right? did not say that. Well, actually, Mohanes said that. <laughs> yes. and then he, was, he was Chelsea's weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a quite a straightforward win. William with the penalty. Um, and a good finish at the end. 
It was a lovely finish at the end, yeah. and it was also absolute peak Giroud play. Yes, it was. He, he moved into space. Well, first the dummy run, then he moves into space, gets it from Willian, holds it up just long enough for Willian to get back right. into position, lays it off perfectly, and that bend into the corner was beautiful. But, but, but it was not all roses for Chelsea, because there was a VAR penalty overturned mm. for Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. and then... Sheffield, 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 Sheffield. Sheffield. Well, Shrewsbury would be nice. Yes. Same thing. Um, and then moments <laughs> later, Chelsea got a penalty awarded to them. Yeah. After they were denied a penalty. Yeah. And then after that, that kind of just takes the wind out of your sails. And then you have difference makers like Hudson and Odoi, who's making he some was extremely good moves. He was brilliant. The two tu- His finish wasn't good. But the, but two, the two touches, touches before yes. it yes. were class. Absolutely. Yes. Was, they were quick. Coming back. They were quick. So quick. So let, let's, let's talk about Hudson Odoi for a sec. Because he's requested a transfer, mm-hmm. and Chelsea have said no. Because he wants to go to Bayern Munich. And it all comes down to, he he's only played 61 minutes in the league. That's okay. crazy. And uh, you have and Pedro's paid, played over 1,000. If I look at Hudson Odoi and Pedro right now, I start Hudson Odoi. Absolutely. Now, he knows this information, and he's saying, you are saying you want to keep me, but you don't want to play me. It doesn't make sense. He looks at Alfonso Davies and what's happening over there, and he thinks, you know what? I could probably play well, at Bayern Munich. Sancho, he looks at um, Reese Nelson. He looks at all these players, and now English players. There's a whole new wave of English players with a new mentality that want to go out and prove himself outside of England. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like, it used to be a thing where you stay in the league and whatever, but Chelsea as well is just not a place that nurtures young talent. It's just not. Yeah, it, it isn't. And and he'll have looked at what has happened to previous you know young players at Chelsea who everyone thought might or should come through into the first team and then didn't. That said, if he goes to Bayern Munich, he is competing with Nabry, Coman, Davies, who else do they have There's wide? There's one more. There's one more. Yeah. Um, regardless, there are three or four players who play on the wing mm-hmm. and who would who would equally expect to start games. <coughs> At Chelsea, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, there's <coughs> William and Pedro, but you would think that one of them would go this summer. Hazard might go this summer. Pulisic is coming in. So honestly, you could argue that there's less competition for those places at Chelsea. Well, Pulisic should play number 10, I think. He can play in the middle. He can, right. he can play yeah. anywhere across. I, exactly. I, I see your point, Oz. I think it makes sense. The only thing I'll say is, when you look at Bayern Munich's record, Alfonso Davies just showed up and he's mm-hmm. already played twice. Mm-hmm. And you look at Coleman hasn't really done it. They could look to ship him off. They obviously mm-hmm. have said they want to get rid of Robin and Ribéry. Yes, you have Nabry, but Nabry can play as a number 10. There are different things they can do. They've at least shown the commitment. Look at Renato Sanchez. They've brought him back from the depth, and they're playing him almost every game. That's true. So they've shown at least the commitment, whereas Chelsea have the talent, and they won't even commit to playing that guy. There is a reason they're third in the league, and like... God knows how many points behind Dortmund this season, but, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe their commitment to you. Well, the, the, just the last point. It just won't this. work with you. <laughs> you can't win anything. You with can't kids. win anything with kids. Um, but just last point of this, I think Chelsea's hand got forced a little bit. Like we're talking about how few minutes Hudson Odoi has played this season, but at it's the also st- racism, mate. Well, obviously Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but at the start of the season, like the kid's eighteen. At the start of the season, no one was like, well, Hudson, yeah, Hudson Odoi should be playing like every third game. It's only because Bayern Munich came in Chelsea, that now Chelsea find themselves in this position. Chelsea don't want to sell him for 35 only because at 18, they can sell him for 80, 90, 100, 110 in two seasons. Well, it's not only that, because they might not get him to stay for that long. But this season, all they have is these three, four players. Yes. They well, can't afford to I, let him go because this season they need him. The, 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 point, the point that he's making and the point I think a lot of people are making and Chelsea fans are making is you play him now. Forget the beginning of the season. Pedro is not playing as well as Hudson Odoi. So you play Hudson Odoi right now. Also, Pedro. also, what's his name? Loftus Cheek. He should be starting over at Kovacic 
or uh, he's a great player now. Loftus Cheek. He's on the England lineup. You know this new team of this mm-hmm. new England setup. Mm-hmm. He should be getting minutes. Mm-hmm. Kovacic has done nothing. Nothing. And this is this to me. This is a sorry problem because if Loftus Cheek is a good player and he's talking about playing Jorginho every game because he doesn't have a substitute for Jorginho. Loftus Sheik can play that role, maybe not to the same it's, effect. It's, but what, what, what do you mean? He plays Jorginho in this game when he's he's changed everything. You can play. I think he's injured, right? Loftus Sheik. No, I think he came off the bench. It's wow. a, it's a, it's a, it's a sorry situation. Hey. Well done. Is, Is it, it too late now to say sorry? That's also sorry, good. I apologize. Everybody. That works too. I tried. Um, Apologies. Only Alice can do that and get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's take a break before we carry on with the FA Cup. Is yeah, we need to wash our ears. For other goal. <laughs> yeah. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. <laughs> Gerard Piquet, fraud or goat. Allow me to start. Absolute fraud. <laughs> Starting on a high right man. Oh my god. I forget who Barcelona were playing the other day. But he was defending one on one. He was co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Girona? Uh, he was called on to defend one on one multiple times. Got rinsed every single okay. time. He cannot run. So he cannot defend. He has no positioning. Okay. He's horrendous. So, so all these attributes mm-hmm. are at a guy that Barcelona mm. snatched from Madrid at a young age. Wrong. Pinpointed, pinpointed that he's the guy that I want to come back. He, the guy that slipped away. He played for. He's been playing for Barcelona for what? A decade at center back. Mm-hmm. He's the starting center back for Spain for more than a decade. That won everything under the sun. Mm-hmm. He is trusted to be Ramos's partner that can actually defend. Mm-mm-mm. The dude <laughs> no. is an absolute goat. Oh, he no. has held his own for long uh, enough. No. That that man, a club that doesn't have ninety percent possession, would be so far down the river. It would be. It would. Wouldn't even yeah. be funny. Rocher, please. Yeah, the only reason PK is considered remotely a goat over here, in mm-hmm. anyone's opinion, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is because he's played for Barcelona. Yes. And they play a certain way that allows him to, to make his average Joe skills, be showcased in such a way. PK was one of the first mm-hmm. defenders. Sorry, sorry. That sorry. was Mohamed readjusted. <laughs> PK was one of the first defenders that had the new. Defender Wrong. style about him. Wrong. He could bring the ball out. Wrong. He could play it from the back. Wrong. He was very good on the ball. Wrong. He was unbelievable. Wrong fantastic. again. Beckenbauer is Wrong turning again. in his grave. <laughs> exactly. Also, I was very much on the fence until Martin said a bunch of this shit because A, Rio Ferdinand brought the ball out, passed the ball a lot better than that. Not guy. to the level that was required. Rude, he did it better than him. It. He did it better than him. No. And all the time. Yes, Adam. this is not new. Hold on, hold on. PK we we can't invent things. things for PK. We can't invent the ball playing defender no. just to suit the argument of PK. Also, now I'm back. Okay, look. Thank you. Gerard PK is an absolute fraud. As Alex said, his positioning is absolutely trash. He had to play next to defenders that cleaned up next to him. Like Puyol, hold on. Puyol, for yeah. one, cleaned up his mistakes. Okay. Also, shockingly, Mascherano was a better defender than Gerard Piquet, <laughs> and he was never a defender. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. This guy and Ramos have made a career off being shit in a position where they should be good. Since Get P- out of here. Since Puyol has left, Piquet has... <laughs> PK has carried the Barcelona defense after Puyol single-handedly. He Wrong. had new partners come in and Umtiti and Mascarano and whoever gets to play next to him. Umtiti's been better than him. Umtiti's far better than PK. It's not even a discussion. This is absolutely no. shocking. PK is the is a leader in that team. He comes up with clutch goals when they need it. What? He 
is fantastic <laughs> for them. And it's not his fault that he has to play for Barcelona. The only thing PK does is get on social media and slag off Madrid. Yes. And he's PK married to Shakira. That's it. That's what you're PK. gets absolutely destroyed, turned inside out, undressed by <laughs> With the same move. Yes. The same move yeah. behind. Oh, oh, the I'm same sorry. Move so Ronaldo, who you claim is the best player that ever touched the football... Now we're holding against a defender when he gets rinsed by that guy. With the same Real, yes. <laughs> Do you reckon no. if Gerard Piquet looked like Charlie Adam, anyone would give a shit? No. Not one Piquet single shit. Piquet is holding his own way more than people give him credit. He is fantastic. He's done it for so long. If he was that bad, he would have dropped off by now. No, this he is wouldn't. why I think Piquet is a fraud. Because if you put Ryan Shawcross in that Barcelona setup, he could have done much better than Piquet. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> much better, not as good, <laughs> much, much better. better. Yeah. He took the short yeah, cross, well, well, he's physically better. Well, Ronaldo would have uh, his legs in half, so yeah, that would have already been <laughs> better have, for Yes, Barcelona. he would have rinsed Ronaldo, and no. the entire La Liga attack. I, I'm, I'm no fan, no fan anymore. All I, right. thought, I thought I was changing. All right, well, so you know basically, Ryan Shawcross is a good... I'm, I'm, hoping people, <laughs> I'm hoping people listening to this will, will, will you know, have their wits and senses about them. And so, Jared Piquet is a fraud. Yep. Yep. Goat. That's greatness. That's a goat. That's a guy you respect. Fraud. Spurs have only failed to score in two of their past 21 FA Cup matches. Both of them were against Crystal Palace, and this was one of them. So the inside joke is that Alex is a closet Spurs fan, and he was very upset this week because they left two competitions in the space of a week. Uh, FA Cup, Carling Cup... They're not going to win any other trophy, another trophy this season. And Pochettino's coming out saying, you know, this is, this, this is levels to this shit. Mm-hmm. Arsene Wenger said fourth place is a trophy. Yeah. And he got mauled. Deserved now Pochettino's coming out saying, no trophy is a trophy. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. He's insane. <laughs> well, you and Alex have this like Spurs fan party every week. Me? Um, yeah, you yeah. came out supporting Harry Kane vigorously the other day. Uh, supporting yeah. him to leave? No, 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 no just supporting Harry Kane. So Mano's sure. also Which a Spurs is fan. Yeah, okay. Mano's a Spurs fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just slip that in there. <laughs> I'll slip it in there in the DMs. Okay. Yes, yeah. Palace completely outplayed Spurs. I think there was no attacking creativity. Llorente was kind of like, he had one good shot. It was like a turn and shoot kind of situation. Even I can do that in co-ed indoor league. You do do that. Actually. Yeah. Um, but he, he, he hit it wide. He was terrible. And we're talking about Speroni keeping a clean sheet. Speroni sucks balls. Complete garbage. Palace were actually really good on the counter. And Palace didn't play their full strength team either. Oh, and what's his name scored and didn't celebrate because he's a Spurs... Um, Townsend. Townsend. Yeah. Dross Townsend. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't Dross this I week. I think he might actually have like a record goal-scoring season. Like he's actually scoring every week or every other and week, which is beautiful. surprising. They tend to be. Uh, um, Trippier missed the penalty. Loved it. He missed the penalty, but mm. honestly, for me, the worst miss was in Kudu. You know when Spurs had the free kick mm. and Trippier... Like, okay, first, why was no one marking him? Second. He was six yards out. Mm-hmm. The whole Crystal Palace team was in the wall. Because they knew he'd missed. It was unbelievable. They, and then secondly, that finish was horrendous. Yeah, Absol- he had two shots as well. Like so, that, that, you should be sold. Well, maybe, maybe, chance, maybe you should be sold immediately. Maybe the shots where? had something to do with it. Anyway. Like not a soccer team. Yeah, actually, to be fair, they've been trying to sell him for two years and I'll, no one. I'll tell you where you can go. If the rumors are true and Arsenal do get Nkuku from PSG, they can replace it with Nkudu. Wow. Nkunku. Oh, yeah. Who is Nkunku? And then there's Nkulu as well. There we go. Isn't Nkulu that amazing FM dude who, like, kills it? I don't know. Like, it's it's an FM hack. Like, you buy Nkulu, you kill it. There's a sea monster called Cthulhu. Where? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's a tiny In the ocean. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, no, it's in a like myth. The ocean. It's a myth. Is it an Indian myth? I don't know. It's no, no, no. It's like a, like what, a general what, knowledge. What does it do? Uh, Cthulhu is just a giant sea monster. It's like an octopus thing, right? Yeah, but massive. Massive, yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah. 
Anyways, so back to back to the, the <laughs> so so back to the question at hand, uh, which is I want to get Alex's take on this because Alex is the hipster of all of us. Okay, mm-hmm. um, where do we stand? Define that. <laughs> what does that even mean? But let's, Alex let's hates. Say, let's say you have the alternative argument all the time. Okay. So on on this notion of trophies and Tottenham, where do you stand? Uh, I think trophies should, and Tottenham. What I think I they should probably. <laughs> Oxymoron. <laughs> yeah, right. sorry, sorry to all our Spurs fans in attendance as well as uh, listening to us. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be... G- the reason to win one mm-hmm. is basically to stop people saying you haven't won a trophy. So when mm-hmm. Arsenal won the FA Cups, the recent FA Cups, yes. it was fun. Mm-hmm. It didn't satisfy the fan base right. at all because yeah. not everything else was right. But it stops right. the bands. It stops the bands a bit, but not really. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Pochettino said that trophies, all they do is, all they serve the is to feed the egos. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Mm-hmm. How does he know? <laughs> he won them as a player. Answer me that. As a player, he won. Did he say that? Yeah, he, he said that. That's a disgrace. He, he just lost it. No, so so here, here's my problem with this. I agree, Alex, in, in terms of, yes, you can win the trophy and then everything else goes to shit. Yes. But this notion, and he said the most important thing is to be in Champions League. Fair, you get 70 million bucks being in Champions League. I get it. But the two things do not have to be mutually exclusive. No, I, I agree. hate when managers like Pochettino come out. And what he's saying to you is, I don't really care. As long as I get this, I don't really care. And you hear their players. Bro. My problem is the players. Harry Kane has said it. Every fucking month, said, Aim- I want to win a trophy. Yeah. They want un- to win. No, say no, you no. want to win and say you just didn't win. Aiming unrealistically high is not some brave valor thing to do. It's stupid. It's unrealistic. What you need to do is, this is your best Spurs team in forever. Mm-hmm. You need to win a trophy to, so you can put it in that stupid cobweb-filled cabinet. That's what you need to do. None of this, oh, so all of a sudden you've never won anything and the FA Cup is beneath you? It, no, I, so I agree. I think... I think Pochettino on this on this line of questioning has got it wrong. I think, frankly, his job is to get Spurs in the top four every year mm-hmm. and compete. Mm-hmm. His his job is not going to be saved by winning a cup. That doesn't, it doesn't that doesn't matter Fair. to him long term. That said, he's he's just got the wrong angle on it, and mm-hmm. the Spurs fans aren't aren't delighted about it either. They want to win something, um, but it's not as if okay. Earlier in his reign, there were a couple of games where he played a weaker lineup, mm-hmm. and he possibly could have played a, a stronger lineup and maybe had a better chance of going mm-hmm. through. They were just in the the Carling Cup semi final. Mm-hmm. They lost on pens. Mm-hmm. It's not that they weren't trying to reach that the was, final. That was sloppy. And they would have got smashed by City anyway, as Chelsea will do. No, come on. Yeah, that's a Spurs mentality. No, no, no. Either. They will get smashed by <laughs> City. I, I mean, you, we don't know that because especially Wigan took City out the FA Cup. Anything can happen. You just have to try and sure, apply yourself. But I'm saying they did. They lost on penalties to Chelsea yeah, at the same point. Whatever. The FA Cup, they were forced to play a horrendous lineup. They're, like, the squad is fucked. What, what, what I'm saying is this. Uh, yes, they had to play a horrendous so, lineup to change things up, but Palace didn't play their strongest team. Come on, Wickham shows up and plays. So Absolutely. My, thing, my, my problem is this. Sorry. My problem is this. Pochettino, I actually believe what he's saying, he believes it. Fraud. I think that he I, believes that the FA Cup is not important. Next week, Pochettino. And it shows in the players as well. There is no reason that that Tottenham team he put out should lose to that Palace team. No reason at all whatsoever. I have to say that hearing these comments from Pochettino is slightly throwing me off Pochettino's whole valor thing. Right? Because, I mean, you can't just say that competition is not important. It's too much. Like, yeah, he could, he could kind of... I, I was telling Bernie recently... He can kind of try and balance the comments a little yeah. bit more. They yeah, come right. out way too one-sided. Mm-hmm. This is what it is. You could say, obviously, we'd like to win a trophy. Obviously, trophies are kind of, you know, a stamp of, of our progress. Something. But 
If anything, for the history books, in 10 seasons, when Pochettino leaves and Hurricane leaves and, and, and Spurs are back to wherever they deserve to be, no one's going to remember this side. No one's going to care. I, People are going to remember Harry Kane for whatever trophy he wins mm-hmm. with Madrid or United. Or, no one's going to care about his yeah. time for, for mm-hmm. at, at Spurs. But the right message for him to say is something along the lines of, yes, we could have done a better job. The players will learn from this and come back stronger next season. Right? And, and at least give it some importance. Yes, as fair. opposed to throwing completely yeah. under the bus. Yes. That, that's fair. The comments are, are way too one-sided. What I would say is look at his cup record since he's been there. There's a, Col- there's a Colin Cup final. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of se- FA Cup semifinals. Now there's another Colin Cup semifinal. If he didn't care about it, he'd have thrown oh, these, so he these cares, competitions. He just my, my, my issue I'm, is what I'm saying is I don't believe specialist in that he believes yeah, yeah, yeah. what he said. And, and Roche said something, and, and sure it was in jest, but it, it's important to bring up in the sense of when he said he's thrown him off United job. Yes, it's a hyperbole, whatever. He's still the best person for the job. But a lot of United fans said, at our club, you can never say that. And yes, we're not doing that great. But Solskjaer said something yesterday, well, sorry, this morning that was very interesting. They asked him what's success for him. He said, winning a trophy. This is a guy who is struggling in six, well, not struggling, one eight in a row, whatever. We're in six, trying to get into the top four. And he actually said top three and winning a cup. He didn't say top four. All, I, don't, I don't give a shit about your circumstances. I care about what you tell me and your ambition. Sure. Because I can he also, hold on to it. He also has nothing to lose. Yes. Also, sure, but also, just tell, just say it. Also, the circumstances thing is why I think he needs to move on. Mm-hmm. He is too good for the spot right now. And he needs to go and apply his whatever he is mm-hmm. at a better club with better resources that are trying to win those trophies. And let's see. Because if you keep sheltered in this position that you have no expectations for a trophy, whatever you do is good enough, then you're not really challenging yourself as possibly one of the gets, best. Also, he's also young. But it also Who's gets young? the fans Coach on team. side. Because oh. if you come out and you say, whether it happens or not, we want to do this, the fans get on side, everyone gets on side, even Daniel Levy might decide, you know what, this could make no. sense yeah, for yeah, us. Yeah, but, but he's a coward. Anyways, um, City beat Burnley 5-0. Mm. Um, this one was um, quite straightforward. And I mean, when you, have the luxury, the least. when you have the luxury of playing like De Bruyne in the cup, like it's ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they went up 3-0 and then they brought Aguero on as a substitute. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> you know, there, there are some comments I want to make about the reaction to this City 5-0 win. Because, yeah, okay, 5-0 is a good scoreline, but the, the headlines are rampant City, and everyone's, like, singing praises about City like they're the next, like, Messiah team right. or something. They already are. Whatever you want to call them, they're great. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I, love, I love the Shannon Sharp boys which has been doing recently. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make here is, it could have been any team that yeah, they were playing against. Right. They would have played the exact same way. They would have made the exact same chances. It could have been 1-0, it could have been 5-0. Isn't that a good thing for City? But, it's, I mean, like, it, so it still doesn't know. really reflect that, I mean, they were that much better right. than... Burnley are also horrendous. I did, I'm still not sure what the point is. No, the point is City, like... They're I really, think like, it's no big deal. Like, the point is he's saying, like, City yeah, get it, too it, much it, praise... For being brilliant. For... They've scored 30 no. goals in the last seven games. I, I think like, what I'm trying to say right. is, like, City are shit. That's all. <laughs> Okay, we got I, that. I really think that's what we I was got that. To say. Fair enough. I fair seriously enough. like you you think people think they're better than they are? Yes. And like Burnley had given up. All the goals came at, at the end of the game. I I, I, I disagree like, only to say, okay, I'll give you this. Burnley have been horrendous. Yeah. In the Premier League, I think it's something like they've conceded forty three goals in twenty whatever games. That is relegation material. So yeah. yes, you can say this scoreline just shows City beating up on a team that is already trash, already conceding goals. I get that. Right. But then the game again, is already over. then again, I'm not sure another team can be as swashbuckling as this. So there's that. But I I, I, I think what that. it is is Roche like the nine 0 I'll tell you, City have set a standard that 
you know, same whoever sets a standard, we go against that. Yep, yep. So City have unfortunately set a standard where this might just be like, why are we giving them too much praise? This is normal for yeah. City. But you know, I don't think Spurs beats Burnley five 0 I don't think Arsenal beats Spurs five 0 yeah. uh, Burnley five 0 I think we just are now. There's a whole new standard that we look at and 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 kind of look at City against that stuff like this starts to become normal. But it's only their fault. Really, yeah. that stuff like this have become normalized. Because Burnley, they're not playing a second division team. They're playing a Premier League team. Beating them 5-0 with some people who don't start. Yes, their second string is ridiculous, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, they set that standard. And now, to us, it just seems, well... Yeah, that's a good point to bring up. But I think it was more like, you know, recently with the 9-0 win. I mean, right. the game's over after four, come on. Right. Like, well, they only won the second leg but- like 1-0. <laughs> <laughs> so 10 on aggregate. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, the game was. I mean, they scored most of their goals towards the right. end of the game. Yeah, it, it has to be fair. They also put themselves in a position where <laughs> the opposition are pretty much done thirty minutes in. The opposition are like, yeah. "Why am I here? Yeah. It's over." And that's not easy to do when you've been so good as well. Like to kind of have that drive yeah. every single game. That's what Pep kind of I think also focused on. Like these players need to have that drive, even mm-hmm. though because one complacent game and that's it. Yeah. Well, that's why they're yeah. behind in the title race. Right. Exactly. You, you also have to factor in again, and, and on the game specifically, Burnley, as, we, as I said, have been trash defensively, which is not their character, at least in the couple of years that we've seen Burnley in the Premier League. Right. But at the same time, we know Burnley don't score goals, so the way to beat City is to attack them, and Burnley are incapable of doing that and incapable of defending. So this was always going to be five 0 That's true. Oh. Uh, last piece of City news: they have sold a player today. Uh, they have sold a youth team player, eighteen-year-old. Rabbi Matondo. Now, I'm saying Rabbi, it's spelt rabbi. And I have seen not one joke about this. Except and I'm extremely disappointed. Why are you disappointed? His name is Rabbi. This is a positive space environment, Alex. Yeah, I'm I agree. for anti Semitism, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, not in 2019. This was a very spiritual transfer. <laughs> Let's talk about a lot of. Well, we're not going to talk about it, we're just going to kind of name them. But West Ham crashed out of the. Um, FA Cup. Yep. Arnautovic did sign an extension though, so everything is good. They announced it two minutes after the finals. The Arnautovic situation is so weird. Fans don't riot. We still have Arnautovic. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of riots, riots, Millwall, everything was a disgrace on all proportions. Obviously. They had no VAR at the stadium, Mm -hmm. um, which caused a lot of issues in the game. Oh, I Uh, thought you meant the fighting. No, well, as well. I was getting to that. I'm building up. Okay. Um, Then there was the fighting, the Millwall, everything fans. You saw the picture of the fan with like, kind of his face stripped. Yeah, from like his lip to his Also, there was like the chanting, the racist, like against Pakistani chantings and, you know, I'd rather be whatever. Yeah. Other than a scout. Like, also, can I just say like, Everton fans have very little history of this. Mm-hmm. Even against Liverpool, it's known as the friendly derby. Like, mm-hmm. Everton fans aren't like this generally. You have to get them very wound up to, for is, them to enter what, the fight, which, which is, is what, what Millwall Mil- 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 known to do. Yeah. It, it, was, it was a disaster, but <clears throat> on the game, the VAR thing was the weird thing for me. because So, uh, Millwall scored the winner, handball, clear as day was a handball, no VAR, because only the Premier League stadiums have VAR. Yeah, ridiculous. So, for me, it's you either have VAR yes. in the tournament for everyone, or you don't do that it. That is ridiculous. I that don't you, understand. You can't that. say, well, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. It has to be a tournament-wide thing. Yeah. But Unfortunately, what, for, though, with the FA Cup, is you start so low down the division that it, it's unrealistic. So, maybe not in the FA Cup. But I then I think, I think for the FA Cup, they said after the fourth or fifth round or whatever, I think, no, well, those are certain <coughs> rounds where they said they're going to do VAR. So, you have to... Yeah, but what happens like when there's a dark horse, you know, beauty of the cup story of some... Fourth division team making it all the way through. Listen, we saw that in Colombia they did their own homemade. <laughs> yeah. I think they can do this. 
But what was sorry? What was wild about this was they had the big screen, and the big yeah, screen they yeah. replayed this goal, mm. and Markson was like, "Look at it! Look at it!" Kind of like when yeah. we went to TFC and saw he literally that. just said, "Use that as VAR." Like he yeah. literally said to the fourth official, "It's right there." Mm. But yeah. Meanwhile, Marco Silva and Everton have lost four in six. Not looking great for him. Mm. Uh, Wolves drew with Shrewsbury Town. Um, so they have to play another game yeah. like they needed another game. So. Yeah. Oh, here they are. <laughs> um, all right, let's. Uh, I think that pretty much covers the cup. Let's yes. do more of the week. Let's have a break. I, I, I do more, more. <laughs> One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day, Mumu go wake up. The Daily Mirror tweeted. Robert Mueller probe into Russian election tampering close to being completed. They posted a picture of Mika Richards. This is, <laughs> this is, under, this is under the Mirror Football Twitter account. Is, is that who they thought was supposed to Robert Mueller? <laughs> I don't know. People, uh, Mika Richards has been coming up a lot recently. There was that, like, guess who, that the answer mm-hmm. was Mika Richards, who, you know, we talked about how he still plays for Aston Villa. This is one of those, you know how we're, when Roche sends a, a link on the thread? Oh. It's Reddit? always Alan Hutton. It's so, always Alan Hutton. Yes, Alan the picture <laughs> is always <laughs> Alan Hutton. thumbnail. Yeah. Thank you for that. It's bizarre. So every time we do see a post about Robert Miller, we're going to see a thumbnail of Mika Richards? Always Apparently. Alan Hutton. Oh my god. Uh, so in... Sorry, Roche, you got something? Uh, just a headline. Oh, sure. sure. Uh, uh, reactions, please. Mm-hmm. Fabregas admits Henri was the main reason he joined Monaco. <laughs> well, it's like Van Persie and, and, and Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah, except this was two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and no title. Um, uh, that is Mumu, and we'll get to Henri later on in the show. Uh, but this week's, I think, all-star Mumu is the Knox County owner, Alan Hardy. He has apologized after inadvertently tweeting a picture of his penis. Um, so this is what he was trying to do. There was an abusive tweet that I don't know if he received, but that was just out there. He took a screenshot of it and wanted to post it to his Twitter. But if you ever use an iPhone, he took a screenshot of the screenshot. And oh. taking a screenshot of a screenshot shows the camera roll, so the other pictures <laughs> that he has. And some keen viewers saw his penis was in like three or four of those pictures I there. Mean, that is impressive though. Yeah. To see it, even though it's in such a small icon, that means he's, Granted. he's, he's packing. That is a terrible feature of a phone though. <laughs> yeah, but you're not supposed to screenshot that. You don't, you it it gives sc- you the option to which photo would you like yeah. right. to share. But how do they know it was his dick? Oh, that's a good point. Well, like, I don't know. Was there a serial number that was... Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, he had mm, that tattoo. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what's also interesting is... Um, Different any dick. He dubs himself Big Allen. Oh. Big Now Al. we know why. Mm. Or do we? Big Al with a big cock up. I do more more. One thing we are no sha, Mumu no fit sleep forever. One day Mumu go wake up. So, uh, a little bit of transfer roundup here, kind of. Uh, Henri was sacked. Hey, <laughs> it cost Monaco between 11 and 15 million euros to sack that man. Wow. Look, look, it's stupid stupid for him to take the job. Mm-hmm. It's a relegation battle mm-hmm. as your first job, yep. middle of the season. You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, why would you take, I mean, okay, you take it for the 15 million you get <laughs> after you get sacked. Yes. Fine. You know, I was telling Alex, all he needs to do is like three more sackings and he can retire. Mm. Right? You can already retire. It's just yes. ridiculous how, like, why would you take that job? And then you could tell how his ego got in, in the way. You Very could tell. Much so. A yeah. lot of things, were, I mean, 
he wanted to to cast aside some senior players. You don't even have any players. Everyone's injured. <laughs> Who are you throwing away? What do you mean? So that was yeah, ridiculous. Is this honestly could have been a move that we yeah, for well, sure. it, it, it begs the question because one is something I really like. Like your relegation zone, why the hell would you take that job? Let's say, for example, you got great managers, right? Zidane, Guardiola, and their first jobs were this job. They would probably still be shit. Yes. Like it's just. I yes. wonder, are these guys? I mean, Guardiola is a tactical genius, of course. But I'm saying, taking context, a lot of managers like these guys. What would we say about Zidane taking they would control still of fail. like Espanola sure. some shit? But there are ways to fail. Like you can <laughs> take over. <laughs> you can take over the job. There is a way to fail. You can take over this job and like give a good account of yourself yeah. and not do and well still, enough yeah. and not stand on the sideline calling your opposition players mother a whore yeah. like, <laughs> trying to, try to sack half your team that's true. And like, there are ways to do this that's and true. this wasn't it that's true yeah. but, um, so who's better uh, uh, Gary Neville or I think Gary Neville had a better he lasted longer yes he what? He lasted longer yeah, and, that was, that's true. and true, tried true, to true. learn a new language I think Henri was maybe too French for this job yeah but Henri's, Henri's brother didn't have a you know on the beach Sure. So, oh, oh. Um, Charlie Austin is up for sale. I don't know why I'm talking about Charlie this. Austin. I said it because Alex wrote <laughs> it down. Like, why are we talking about this? I just Who's find Charlie it funny. Austin again? Do you know Austin Powers? The slightly chubby lad plays he up front really of Southampton. He oh. always scores against Arsenal. He's still a QPR player. Oh, Charlie me. Austin. His goal record is not game bad. Is pretty good. It's not bad. Spurs should buy him. TFC. Oh, Cedric saw a lot of right backs moving. Darmian to Juve. Cedric Suarez to Inter. Um, just right backs. The Cedric Suarez one is a bit weird, no? He's like been one of Southampton's best players for the last three years, and they're just giving him up. Yeah, the well, same. They... Inter wanted Darmian. Like they fought Juventus for Darmian, which is funny Who because Inter had Cancelo yes. and gave him up. They wanted to then Cancelo Juventus... him exactly. <laughs> then Juventus bought Cancelo. Then Inter tried to get Darmian, and Juventus got Darmian. Well, on uh, on this side of the Atlantic, Jovinko set to leave TFC. Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah, it looks to, like uh, Al Hilal, suppose. Oh, retirement, finally. What? I mean, million, if this wasn't retirement, now it is. Ten million a year, supposedly. Yeah, I think that's sad. I mean, it is what it is. He's done well. It's over, whatever. But like, it feels like no it's one the best player we've ever had, and you're losing the guy. That's sad. It's that's sad from a sentimental point of view. From a business and football point of view, it makes total sense. If yeah. they no bring in like, someone useful, because yes. I'm not sure. I don't see any plans for that. And Vander, did we talk about Vander? Are you Ville? usually privy to these plans? Well, you hear rumors. They haven't heard one single one. <laughs> did we talk about there. Vanderville on this podcast? No. Oh yeah, he, he sacked something. himself. He yeah. sacked himself. Yeah, kind of. He got into a massive argument with Vanny slash the coaching staff, and uh, he's up. And he's been kicked out. Yeah, crazy. I mean, you could have known that would happen. Kick it out, mate. Yeah. Yes. Um, all right. To the leagues, Serie A. Alex, take us through this. You said it was exciting this weekend. Serie A was completely bonkers this weekend. All right, I start start with the easy stuff. Torino beat Inter Milan one 0 Inter Milan are shit. Yes. Napoli drew with Milan with AC Milan nil nil. So Napoli, you know, any chance to catch Juventus? Absolutely not. There never was. Gattuso <laughs> with Milan still uninspiring. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Lazio Juventus. This is the greatest Serie A roundup of all time. Yeah, it's, it gets, it's getting better. Mm-hmm. Lazio Juventus, right? Lazio. Absolutely murked Juventus, played them off the park, mm-hmm. and they lost 2 1. Obviously, Cristiano Ronaldo penalty with two minutes to go. Mm-hmm. I watched the first half of this and then had to leave. As the first half ended, I told my brother, Lazio are all over Juve, you were going to win this 1 0. Yep. It's ridiculous it how that happens. By yeah. the way, Serge Milinkovic Savage mm. had his first oh, good game of the season. Another sweet barreled name. And um, on top of that, the Juventus, I don't know, sporting director or whatever his, his name is, he left his list of transfer targets at a restaurant and Serge Milinkovic Savage is on the list. 
It's weird that they've got it on paper. <laughs> they Isn't really it? do. Like, you think like it would be on Google, an email like, somewhere. Even we have a Google Doc. <laughs> you know? but, but all these Italian directors, owners, are quite old. Granted. To be fair, Granted. so they're yeah. not really, they don't like the whole ticky 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 stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they want to swipe, 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 swipe. We don't do that. Also, also, a lot of them are kind of in shady business, so you don't want records. So yes. everything is handwritten. Yeah, it goes into the fire. Yeah. yeah, into the pizza <laughs> oven. Um, right, so Juventus win. Oh, Emery Did you talk about Atalanta Roma? I'm about okay. to, but let's talk about Emery Chan just for a minute. It's going very, very badly. Well, he's that's why he scored an own goal, and he's done nothing right all season. That's why Ramsey's gone. Maybe. I'm very happy to see well, that Emre Can is feeling. Emre Can is young. Like I don't feel like they're going to kick him out just yet. But anyway, it's going very badly. It's still well, going very badly, but still going very well because he's left Liverpool to go win a league and do decently. What happens when Liverpool win the, champ- the Premier League That'd this season? Be also, to be fair, Liverpool did get the Champions League final, which he hasn't yet with you. This is also fair. Coutinho also in the fair. same boat. Coutinho. Coutinho. Right. The two most epic games of mm-hmm. the weekend. Atalanta 3, Roma 3. Roma were 3-0 up. 3-0 yep. up. Two mm-hmm. goals for Jekko. Two assists for Zaniolo, who you mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Bro, the scouting eye. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm replacing not, I'm Sven Mislintal. I'm not sure if he remembers who he's talking <laughs> no, about. Probably not. No, probably not. Then, anyway, then they concede two. Then Atalanta get given a penalty, which is initially rejected. Then VAR... Rejected by who? The Atalanta players like, no. <laughs> no. So the guy gets booked for diving. Right. Then VAR says, actually, no, it's a penalty. Penalty gets given. Zapata misses it. Roma take the goal kick, clear it up the field, it comes back, Zapata scores, 3-3. Three, three. Wow. Ridiculous. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. Was he, what did he miss? Was he wearing the wrong Zapata on the wrong foot? Hey. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Wow. The I'm other one. you know a word in another language. Any? Wow. He, he speaks speak two already. Yeah. I was trying to do some. <laughs> Chievo 3, Fiorentina 4. It's 2-0 to Fiorentina. Then it's 2-1. Then Fiorentina get a man sent off for a handball on the line. Penalty, 2-2. Chiesa scores, 3-2. Another penalty to Chievo for another handball, except that they miss it. Chiesa, 4-2, then 4-3. Unbelievable If, if I scenes. could get the Serie A through this medium, mm-hmm. I would watch it more. I, I, really I would follow it more than watching yeah, the game. Really because really. Lazio, as, as good as, as much as I enjoyed Lazio Juve the first mm-hmm. it was difficult. Mm-hmm. The quality of the production mm-hmm. just makes me not want to watch the game, no matter how well the football is. I'm like, why is the grass so light? And why is it so brown? Like, it's just, like, they don't take care of like it. why is everything dying? The stadium's dying, the grass is dying, the players are so old. Like, what is happening? Yes. Uh, I say this every but Don't but say it. Clear evidence of don't say it. Okay, there we go. The grass? <laughs> the notes. It's money the laundering. Results. Uh, Juventus winning again. But so yeah, beating, Alex, I really enjoyed the roundup. You could listen to it. He's not radio. done yet. He's not yeah. done yet. I, I think I am. Spain. Oh no, there is no. one more point. Everyone remembers Quagliarella, right? Yeah. It's hard to say. Bugmeyer. Yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. He got another brace this weekend. He is like top any of, brace? Yeah. Hmm. And, and a goal-scoring brace. He's top of the goal-scoring charts and is equal to Batistuta now for 11 games scored in a row. The guy has a resurgence. Like, he's fine. He's 35. Yeah. He's, he's uh, I can't remember what Pockets was talking about. Like, he's actually gotten better with age. Like, uh, what's that guy? Adam Reese? And Luca Toni for Bilbao had a late reserve. Didn't well, he so. win? He won like Serie A top goalscorer at like for, 38. For or something. Like Closer had one. Yeah, Closer's always been old in my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's never been young. Yeah, has never been young. Who was like, the other German? Klinsmann, old German. Basler, nah. Koller, oh, um, the one Is who Koller was even he German. Was, no, oh. he was at Besiktas. Oh, um, Besiktas, German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like striker, like number nine? Gomez, Mario Gomez. Oh, Mario Gomez, he's yeah. a beast. Yeah, yeah. He's a yeah. beast, Mario Gomez is a beast. Uh, also, Chiesa's on that list for Juventus. So I don't know what they plan on doing with all these players. What do you mean? <laughs> Chiesa. Oh, they're going to try and buy Chiesa, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. I mean, they took Bernadeschi two years ago. Like, yeah. he's done nothing. Bernadeschi? Yeah. He's a useful squad player. Yeah, he was good for one question on our quiz last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, then he's done his job. Yeah. Speaking of. Speaking of the quiz, um, February 13th. Yes, just so you can enjoy a Valentine's Day, guys. I was just going to say, before. yes, that's what we said last week. We're going to say it every week until then. Yep. Um, Link is in our pinned tweet. Yeah, no, it's uh, the whole pub. There's no, I don't think there's any North American sports in the day, so we got the whole pub to ourselves. Just show up to the damn quiz already. Sorry, yeah. I thought you were going to say there will be no Man City fans, because I don't know. I, I, when you said there won't be any, I was right. like, okay, this is what we're Well, we know there's going to be at least one. Yeah, one. Yeah, Big Dan Rouse will be there probably. Yeah, yeah. and oh, the owner, no? To be fair, he's. Oh, yeah, and Gav. Yeah, he's, so there's plenty of great yeah. bands. Oh, Rouse yeah. Watson looks for Bernie. Yeah. He's still <laughs> looks for Bernie. Yeah. Yeah. But this time I'm happy. So. <laughs> all right, so I think that wraps things up. Yes. See you all next week. Goodbye. Thank you for downloading the Koshcast. Get in touch at underthekoshblog at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at under underscore the kosh, and for articles, predictions, and the full experience, go to underthekoshblog.com.